Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. With the hopes to find some peace of mind Now we're looking for your voice Through the chitter-chatter That doesn't matter That's torn and tattered There's angels on the ladder There's laughter Strip away the extra plaster I'm crashing fast It's the morning after Through the humming the buzz The thickness and the fuzz I jump jump our puddles And stomp through the sludge Look for me Through the wind and rain Remember my name I'll be coming Yes, I'm running No, I'm on my way Just stay Your own nemesis, the premises you're born in blood and leave the world penniless. Remember that there's darkness before the exodus. With the sea, we'll flee to the next coming back with us. Welcome to episode 147 of the After Lodge Podcast. Brought to you from uh, the same place as always, somewhere around the tube of the interwebs. Uh, we don't have the madness in the background that we had during the IRC free for all last week. Uh, it's just the old guard today. Uh, we have worshipless producer Bruce. Good evening. And the chaplain. It's a wonderful day. Good evening, everyone. Or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to it. Somewhere watching a live stream. Not sure how he got an invite, Tony. What? All are welcome. All are welcome. (laughs) Great. So, uh, yeah, we thought we'd take a week and, and bring it back. Uh, do a little bit of the old school Reddit roulette before we uh, before we get back into some crazy guests that we have lined up in the next few weeks. Kind of like excited crazy about next week. Like, yeah, crazy exciting, not crazy as in they're actually crazy. Although we are still working on Bill Schnobeline. That'll happen one day. That'll probably be the last episode of the After Lodge podcast. So when you see that coming, worth it. Oh, yes. Oh, did you hear what happened this week? Last week, Tony. It might have been this week or last week. I, I get mixed up on stuff. Trump won the presidency. Since yeah, that happened. We, we, we had never finalized that on last show. Yes, he did. And uh, it's now Trump's world. But anyway, uh, more importantly, Jack Chick died last week, I think. Oh, that was the week yes. before, man. Yes. Was yeah. it the week before? Harlan well, was, was all over that. It kind of got overshadowed, but we can never have Jack Chick, Jack Chick on this show now. So... Yeah, I had more responses out of Bill Schnobeline than I did Jack Chick. I just say I got a no. <laughs> How awesome would that have been to, 
to try to troll him into thinking that this was some other type of show or whatever, and he winds up on the After Lodge podcast. I mean, we could still, still do totally that. do that anti-Freemasonry show. We could still do like a uh, like a Prophecy Club segment on Google Hangouts. Yes. And pretend to be reformed Masons and then uh, and then post it as an After Lodge show. Oh, we ought to do that. We ought to – would that be – I mean, have I have a, We'd have to have a really good guest to, to make it worth it, though. Snowballine? And one of our two is gone. The other one won't do it. Hey, uh, Alexa Jones or Alex Jones is uh, riding high pretty right now. He pretty high right now. He might be willing to come on. There's a thought. Mm. How cool would that be? Jones is kind of boring when it comes to Freemasonry. Uh, if you've ever heard him, like people call into a show thinking they're going to get him going on the Masons and the Illuminati, like he rails about everything else, and then he always just says, "Ah, Masons are." There's a bunch of old guys. They're 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 all good guys. No no conspiracy there. Which of course further the conspiracy that Alex Jones is in fact one of us. We could just find some uh, fire and brimstone minister from some um, orthodox religious vehicle. Well, you know, there's there's a big shortage of those types in this area, Bruce. Mm-mm-mm. That's why we have the internet, Harlan. I will vote. I will vote against that. I will vote against that. There's only room for one uh, on this show. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that would jive with you being on that episode anyway, Tony. I don't yeah. like. Uh, well, you know, you you try, but yet we're all still Freemasons. So, um, uh, the God. Lord's work is not going well for you. My God's bigger than your God. No, He's not. My God can whip your God. No, He's not. Can we agree at the beginning of the show that they're the same God, or is that not a thing that could happen you know we probably ought to do a uh, organizational chart on that as it's far just, as uh, <coughs> like, like you have the overall god which is my god then, then you draw two little lines from it then you get like anyone that, else who accepts him go on yeah you got that catholic god and the jew god jewish god coming down and then you draw little lines it look like a pyramid scheme but you go on down <laughs> and, uh, and eventually you get into the Oprah? Yeah, you go on down, you get the sun god raw. You get the problem with that though is at some point we'd have ISIS on there. And people wouldn't understand we're talking about the Egyptian ISIS, not the ISIS that you know. It could just be like a giant Venn diagram where all the gods would overlap a little bit and then the ones that are like more cohesive with yours would be a like more in the circle, you know. I don't I don't know that I like this exercise. <laughs> uh, I, feel, I feel like there's potential there. What if you got more than one god, but you've got one main god, and the other gods are little gods running around? Lower, what, lower case G's. The, the Trinity right now, or, or what are we? What are we doing here? No, get a, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like you got the sun god Rod. He's like, or you got Thor. Thor would be a god, and then you got the other little gods running around under Thor. If your main god is Thor, is that figuring that you believe in one god, or do you still believe in multiple gods? That is a interesting question that I don't know that we brought up on the show before. Uh, I feel like if your main god is Thor, you have more issues than trying to decide which god is your main god. <laughs> but but what about uh, our Hindu brethren who who have have kind of that system going on, right? Where there's there's like one main god. And then all of these little deities that may or may not be the god. 
and they're kosher in most Masonic jurisdictions, but I don't know if I'd call that monotheistic. I thought, I thought Hindus only had one god, and it was Buddha. And then, like, they had oh, right, one. right. I must have been thinking of the uh, of the but Confucianists. That, that, that's what I was thinking of, Tony. You, I, I, I feel like that's probably Buddhism. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. Tony, are you not very well studied in your world religions? You studied uh, the only one that matters. Touchy, touchy. It's the modern way of pronouncing touche. But I don't, I don't, like, they don't look at Buddha as a god. No. Well, I had a good and, day. And, and good Buddhism, day. we're all the god, Tony. Yeah. Well, everybody, because it's all reincarnated, so that's why you don't kill cows. They don't actually worship cows, but that cow could not, be your great-grandma. Oh, God. You, uh, you don't work with, with any Indians <laughs> or, or Eastern Asian people, do you? Because... There's been more patently offensive, like, cross-germination of those two religions that, in the past that, five minutes. How is that offensive? <laughs> I, I feel like there probably aren't any Indians who work in the propane industry. You say um, that. Is, is that, is that. is it racist to say that? or? I don't know. Is it racist to point out that I know a lot of them in the gas industry? Hmm. <laughs> Namely, we have, one, we have one family here in our, uh, in our portion of our state uh, that owns like every fueling station there is hey i stay in hotels all over the nation and they're all owned by one guy yep it's, it's the same name everywhere you go when you see who the manager is or see who the owner is it's always one guy hilton no, i need a not, different job no, no no those are in the hotels i stay in i don't stay in the hiltons and the sheratons <laughs> and all that no the where i stay at they leave the light on for me hmm Fair enough. Fair enough. I make my clients pay the big bucks. They put me up at the Holiday Inn. Mm. My bonuses are based upon the financial earnings of my region. Therefore, I'm not spending any money Therefore, on you're staying at La Quinta. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just need the room for four hours. So I usually go to a place where I can buy out of the hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna. I just, just, just need to get a little sleep in. Not, this, not for the usual purpose of people who visit those hotels. This guy Maybe you want to take a sleeping cot or something to throw on top of the bed. You guys have an hourly rate here. Yeah, I'm gonna or sleep for about four hours. Double tree. We do not have hourly rates. I've had a good night. I, I checked into my comfort choice, and they gave me Oreos because I'm an elite. Did they lick all the cream off them, or is that just you? No, I'm, I'm working. I know everybody at home can't see this, but I'm working on this. Oh. See, that's the, the proper way to eat an Oreo, and this is serious. No, Tony. This six is Oreos the proper way to cream. eat an Oreo. Mm. This right here. This is how you eat an Oreo. That is cookies and cream, sir. That is not Oreo. Yeah. This is Oreo ice cream. Mm. There are little There's bits no of Oreo. This is Oreo ice cream. cream. There's ice cream with some Oreo sprinkled in it. But you are correct. That's the proper way. But, it's delicious. That's all I know. With, How's yours, Bruce? What are you snacking on? Uh, believe it or not, I've actually got a giant bag of uh, discount Halloween candy. About half a bag's worth left. It's uh, Reese's and Kit Kats. So um, I'm, I'm I believe it. I the little Johnny and Susie went home with nothing, didn't they? Well, you they, know, they should have put a little more effort into their costumes. You can't just show up with a pillowcase with three holes cut in it and 
ask for my candy that I've worked hard. Bruce, for. those those weren't trigger treaters, buddy. It wasn't Halloween when they showed oh, up. Oh, that explains the fire. Okay, <laughs> well, anyway, let's let's uh let's get on to were, our weeks. Were they oh, telling ahead, you were were they telling you you were terrific with the flaming tea out front? Is that what it was? Well, I, I I couldn't tell if it was a lowercase or a capital T. Like it was kind of oh. in the middle. Like the the cross wasn't at the top, but it was near the top. So you were kind of terrific. You weren't extremely terrific, but just kind of terrific. I was, yeah, terrific with a lowercase, I, I guess. But I mean, like, why set it on fire if it, if I'm not awesome? Why? What's what's the point of that? You know, I ask the same question every week. <laughs> Har Harlan just calls the fire department. He's like, "Yeah, it's me again. Come on." Are we are we ready to start the show yet? It's we need to get going. Oh yeah, Is I guess it, we better start recording. Are we gonna start recording yet? <laughs> Uh, what are we doing here, fellas? What are we doing here? Uh, talking about a lot of uh, religious slander, I guess. That's what we're known for. Bringing it back home. Yes. This is a true return to form. Yep. yep. So, Quit Tony. pushing your pimple in the camera. You yeah, you're going to like pop that thing. And it's gonna, oh. it's gonna be well, no. I got a new CPAP machine. Uh, okay. And it, it's you sound got, pretty excited about it. Go ahead. It's not got the full face mask. Hey, a lot of masons relate to this. Okay, a lot of us are old and, and we need breathing assistance. Um, it it fits. It doesn't fit over your nose like the old mask. It's got like the. It's called a nose thing, and it just fits over your nose. Anyway, <laughs> it squeezed my nose up, and now I got a pimple on the end of my nose, and so now I got to go in front of all these different groups and give presentations with a pimple on the end of my nose. And it's not at the point where it pops yet, and so it's just kind of a pimple. It doesn't have a head on it, so I'm just stuck with it. It's big and red, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I tried to put makeup on it this morning, but I couldn't find the right color, so I just had like a beige-colored dot on the end of my nose. So I, <laughs> that so that I only makes it out. stand out more. <laughs> and, your face. and so you know, so everybody's like, "Well, whose butt you been kissing?" And it's like, it's not poop; <laughs> it's 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 makeup. So, and well. so now I'm down in the deep south wearing makeup. So either way, I'm screwed on all this stuff. So I've lost my man card. Now you lost. That is it. Well, maybe being in the uh, deep south there, you can hook up with the supplier for the uh, lowercase burning teas that the ghosts left in my yard the other day, and maybe we can work out some kind of deal with them so I can keep my candy and I don't have to feel guilty. Guys, you think I'm joking about this, but right now I'm in the, uh, I'm in the manufacturing center of that right now. <laughs> well, that's why he's there with the propane company. That's how they get him ignited. Oh, yeah. Suddenly it all makes sense. Yeah. Right next to the lumber plant. Hey, it's been so warm, people don't need it for heat, so we're looking for new sources of revenue. So. There you go. Oh, you know, I, 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 new markets are, are, to explore. Are we to the point to where we can tell about our? Are we recording? Yes, we're recording. Tony, go ahead and right. talk about. Hello, your week. everybody. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the After Lodge podcast. Um, uh, for real. Anyway, speaking along those lines, I hired a new guy uh, about two weeks ago. And so last week I traveled and I gave him his orientation and all that. This week I'm traveling around all of our locations and introducing him. Well, at one of my locations in the Deep South, I had to uh, have a meeting with our warehouse crew. 
and I'm telling them how they need to straighten up and ship up and do better and all that. And uh, one thing I found out is in certain areas and certain groups that we hire, I don't know how to say this in a night because I don't really mean anything bad by it. But basically I'm in a, um, a room um, that's got about 15 people of, um, of color. Okay. D- different, different colors, but uh-huh. all colors. Red and yellow, black and white. And white. white. They're all, and they're all precious in the sight. Yes. The end of your nose. And so I didn't mean anything bad, but I'm talking about them. I'm like, you know, guys, we pay a good wage. Okay. We pay a good wage here, but we're never going to make Trump money. I did not mean that political. I did not mean, you know, you're just talking about we're never going to make Trump money. They knew what you Dude, meant. They, they, there was about a half of them that I thought I was going to have an uprising. They're like, what, what? Who you? Whoa, whoa, people, whoa, whoa. I mean, they all started busting out their ghost costumes. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, no, no, I mean, uh, uh, we're not going to make Black Buffett money. Costumes. We're not, we're not going to make Warren Buffett money. We're not going to make Warren Buffett money. <laughs> no, I didn't make, no, I didn't mean. So, so yeah. Or Soros money is the word you were looking for. And so I was thinking that when Trump got elected, they were talking about this political, you know, political correct speech and all that stuff. And it was going to kind of, no, to me, it's worse now because you got to be careful what you say, not meaning anything, but it comes off a certain way now. So, yeah. Kind of like 2008 was going to be the end of racism. Exactly. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. So 2016 was the end of political correctness. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And when the Berlin Wall fell, communists fell, so there's no more communism. That's not and, what Bernie said. And uh, that's, a, that's socialism. It's democratic socialism. It's not communist. Hmm. And I know Completely the difference. Completely different things. And I know the difference in that about the same way I know the difference between a Hindu and a Pakistani or whatever. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? Wow, that is so bad. Like you might have to cut that, Harlan. I, I don't. Oh I don't even, what did I say? I don't. No, ser- uh, no seriously, was that bad? I okay, Tony, a Buddhist, Tony, a Buddhist. You're, you're on your computer, right? Yes. Okay. I'm on my la- I'm on my iPad, actually. Can you pull up a map of the world? Oh. Google Earth. You find India on that map. And right next to India, there's another country called Pakistan. Okay. Oh. Those two countries hate each other with an unbelievable, seething, like, oh. So when you said the difference between a Hindu and a Pakistani, that's why we lost it. Okay, Pakistan is is a country, Tony. Okay. Hinduism is a religion, which is so. That's like saying the difference between a Christian and an American. Which yeah, but I, I guess fair, actually was a little more to the point. Aren't, aren't, but what Hinduism are, is mostly contained within India, right? I mean, that, right? That, yeah, you no, 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 that, that. definitely. Like that was, it was, that was just bad. Um, oh no, it was. But I, I was going like, with like the. I'm uh, sure the Pakistan thing. probably has a few. Hindus, but no, generally a, yeah, they're a in POW camps where the uh, Pakistanis are in India. Indian, yes. Uh, as okay. a matter of fact, Google tells me approximately two percent of Pakistan's population is Hindu. I don't. Well, know there you go. Includes um, 
What what are most Pakistanians? What are most Pakistanians? Are they? What's the other religion? That is Hindu? a very. I presume that it is Islam, but I don't actually know that. I should look that up. On it. Okay. Ninety-eight percent okay. of Pakistanis are Muslim. Okay. Ha. I guess. Ninety-eight percent. Okay. Now wait a minute. Help me out here. And I'm an old white guy. I don't quite get all this. Harlan, you just said that you presume that most of them are Islam. And now Harlan, uh, Bruce just said that 98% or whatever are Muslim. A Muslim is the name of a person, a title, not a title, is the name of a person who practices Islam. Islam is the name of the religion. A Muslim is a person who follows that religion. Why wouldn't they call themselves Mohammed? Mohammed no, I'm serious. We're uh, actually. Students. It's, Why wouldn't it's they call Mohammed? Uh, and I don't know if this is what you're getting at or not. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Tony knows what's going on most of the time. He's pulling our legs. Uh, are you referring to a lot of our old Masonic writings that referred to Muslims as Mohammedans? Yes, that, that's actually in the yeah. writings. That's where I was going because I read that all the time, especially in like stuff from the Albert Pike era. And I mm -hmm. guess it was just a common way of referring to Muslims at the time. Um, don't actually know where that came from or where it went. Hmm. But, it, but we did refer to them as Mo, Mo, Mohammedians. I can't say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. When you read up on it, study up on it, we did refer to them as that years ago. And quit blowing my cover. Uh, well, I don't want people to think that like we, we willingly bring you on the show if you were actually that guy. Sometimes I have to do a disclaimer. You know what, though? Seriously, the reason I'm asking these questions is I think we have a lot of brothers. We have a lot of people. Americans, as a general rule, are not well-versed in world events, other than what little window we might see on the 6 o'clock news for a few minutes. And so we don't know the difference between a Pakistani or an Indian or, you know, to us, they're all Middle Easterners. Um, Oh my God! I mean, let's be honest. The the media here makes us generally less informed about where did he? Oh, I guess he had to take that. <laughs> I love the uh, I love the the comic shows and whatnot where uh, somebody freaks out on an airplane and the guy turns around and says, "I'm Indian, you dumbass." <laughs> yeah. So, I was um, after a uh, a county meeting that we had last week. I went to uh, the Waffle House. Can I say Waffle House? They're all over the place. <clears throat> yes. And uh, um, I met up with a couple of guys, and he was he was talking about different things, and he says we ought to fry every one of them Middle Easterners. I mean, he was saying some really harsh, and I, and, and, I, and I was arguing with him. I was like, you know what? I just don't feel that way about people. I think all people are worthwhile. I think, you know, there, there's jerks among every group of us. But I, I was kind of arguing the point in the softest way I could. And he was like, we ought to fry. I'm a Christian, so we ought to fry every Middle Easterner. And I looked at him. I says, you do realize that Jesus was a Middle Easterner, right? Mm -hmm. He got mad and then started to argue that point with me about whether he was from Middle East. And I'm like, where do you think he was from? He was from Jerusalem, Mississippi. Israel. The <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the you know, the, it, I've seen look like a guy from Mississippi. 
Right. right. You know that blue-eyed, long-haired, light-skinned? That probably wasn't the guy. He looked more like Gandhi, I would say. So, bad to guess. Uh, well, uh, I was listening to some Farrakhan tapes, as I'm apt to do during the week, and uh, he says he was black. He could have Great been up. an Ethiopian. African black. Mm-hmm. You, you know, music. I think that for some of the people, uh, many are called, but few are chosen. I think that for some of the people that actually get through the pearly gates, when they walk in the door, they're going to be like, oh. <laughs> I didn't think they let your kind in here. <coughs> yeah. Now, do I, do I have, now, is that why we're on the right hand of God? Because you guys, you stay over here and we stay over here. Is that how it works? Or? We all, you know, we don't let everybody just roam freely up here, do we? So I, I could just see. Uh, I don't know. The, the, the left hand is reserved for chaplains. The right hand is for the senior deacons. So, mm-hmm. Bruce, when you're deciding between the left <laughs> hand and the right hand. <laughs> yes, sir. It's a difficult decision sometimes. Very I'm difficult. Curious, is that my right or God's right? So uh, I believe it would be God's right. I'm I'm pretty sure when you're making directions relative to God, it it would be from his like like it's not stage right and stage left, it's God right and God left. Right. Okay. So if I'm gonna so that applies when you're looking up, so it's like east and west. So right. if I'm yeah. gonna if I'm gonna be on God's right hand yeah, at all times or left hand, whichever. Mm-hmm. If you're, God you're was to stand up and like turn around and look behind him or look to the side, left or right, and he turns his body. Does everybody have to like scooch? Like, like the 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 entire uh, like all of heaven rotates about right. God as as he turns around. Oh, what? Yes, because if you're not, you're not going to be in the right spot. So, well, I mean, he's probably a, a big enough entity that uh, he has his own gravitational field anyway. So, uh, this is riveting. This is actually after large conversation, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, on a degree night when we're all freaking exhausted and just making no sense whatsoever, yes, this is very accurate. Have we ever de- – uh, the current Worshipful Master called me or we were talking over the weekend during dare season. I, uh, and that was another thing that happened to me today. <coughs> so I'm in one of the – I'm in this meeting in Memphis, well, in, in the Deep South, and um, and there's lots of Memphises. So anyway, um, I'm in the Deep South. And we're talking a little bit, and then I was talking about, I went deer hunting last weekend, just in small talk. And so one of the ladies that works there looks at me and says, you went deer hunting? And I said, Jill. And she goes, how'd you get up in a tree? (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) 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 What are you implying? But yes, I did get my big butt up about 20 foot high in a tree over the weekend. So... Seems rather unfair. Wouldn't you want to fight the deer on, on level footing? Isn't that more sportsmanlike? No. Deer will attack you. That's why you got to get off the ground because they you got to kill them before they kill you. Deer will yeah, attack. but I thought the sportsmanship would come in. You're, like You're, you're shooting at them from a tree with a gun where they can't even get to you, and you wonder why they would attack you. You think a deer can't climb a tree? Uh, I'm thinking of bears. Wait a I'm thinking. Yeah. Of bears. I was gonna say I know a bear can climb a tree. I, I've never seen a deer climb a tree. So, but the guy that can't tell the difference between a Hindu and a Pakistani can't tell the difference between a deer and a bear either. Right. Okay. Let's see if anybody else has this problem out in Masonic land. 
So anyway, so I went deer hunting this weekend, and my son, the current master, went with me, and we're talking. And I'm talking about a degree that's coming up shortly for us for a certain individual, and it was supposed to be at a certain place. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, it's not. Now it's going to be at our lodge. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And then he uh, says, but, now, but it's going to be at this lodge. No, and now it's going to, now we're going to have a call meeting for this. That's yes. Just, well, yes. That was, that was a, a long, drawn-out way to get to where we were going to be. Yes, and if you want the uh, explanation for that, uh, I will give it to you and all of the After Lodge audience. Go. Landscaper Josh. Okay, Landscaper Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're referring to the specific reason it's at the other place, I, I think it's a pretty good reason to, to be honest. Oh, I do, oh. Oh, I do Wait. too. But, but the master had to call the degree day, degree captain and says, okay, change it. We're going to have, we're going to have it on such and such date at such and such location. Hold on. Mm-hmm. This change again. We're, we're doing it at our lodge. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't be a, know that. Yes. Well, Last I heard it was there. This because it's changed like every day for the, the second week of December. I'm the one yeah. putting this damn thing on. Somebody better tell me where it's going to be. You should take that up about, with the uh, worshipful, almost worshipful. Well, no, you better take it up with Josh because it's liable to change again. Um, Our degree it, team captain is going to murder somebody. Like, he's this well, real quiet, easygoing, like, somewhat shy. I talked to him guy. last meeting, which was now, let's see, what, the, 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 nine days it's ago, and it was it's changed then. So it's changed, it's changed within the last week. Four times since then, literally. Um, I'm out. And so now. Now it's going to be on the same night, but it's going to be a COB meeting at our lodge. We hope. <sighs> I'm not kidding. Think about think about the district degree. Uh, like what, a, what a quiet, kind of shy, easygoing guy he is. Yes. He, he's going to kill he's people. He's going to murder somebody. Like, he's just going to – yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. He's going to get to that point, and then he's going to stop the show. <laughs> and then he's going to be like, this is what you all get. We're out, and then the entire team just leaves. <laughs> oh, well, I was going down like a suicide vest route, but yeah, that could be a better one. <laughs> he does have a beard. Now that, I've all, now that I've got all of you here, finally. He, he's got too much to live for. Yeah, well, I'm sure I would be in that blast. Well, yeah, I mean, he does, except if what I had to live for was, was this, dealing with this for two weeks, I might right. get a little maniacal too. Oh my gosh! Okay, you scared me. I thought it had moved. Okay, today. I was gonna. So I was gonna design. Why? Why are we not doing it there then? Uh, the other lodge didn't want us to do it there. They didn't want the first person raised in their lodge to not be a member of their lodge. Seriously, despite the fact that he built all of their furniture by hand, including their yeah. altar and their chair. Z- I, as I understand, the case has been pled to the powers that be, oh, and bullshit was not ruled in our favor. So that's okay. Uh, what happened in the end, though, is somehow the cat got out of the bag because this was all going to be a surprise for the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he found out about it, he made his opinion known that he'd rather just be raised in his own lodge and that he appreciated the gesture. Really? But it would mean more to him to be raised in his lodge. So that kind of okay, settled. Okay, well, let me quick. ask you this then. I know it would take a lot of work, but what ability do we have to move that altar to our lodge? That is being uh, that's being worked on, as I understand. Uh, the last conversation I had with the master, which was last week, uh, which is why I just assumed you knew this, because you know oh, you're doing it. Tell me. 
Well, he said he was going to put um, it on Slack once he knows for a fact what it's going to be. We're going to be doing the degree on Slack is what's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, uh, so yeah, All that's right, happening. Well, uh, I guess I'll guess we'll contact be here. with him then. Uh, also, that was the degree for those of you who were planning on uh, on visit. Uh, well, no, we're not going to go there. Um, uh, uh, so, so there's, there's nothing in the rules against borrowing an altar or something like that. No. Well, what I was thinking was we have the chief groundskeeper uh, in the of, of that other lodge is also a member here, and he's got the keys. Uh-huh. And it's right. not so uh, he may be able to make that happen. Hmm. Or we could just get this guy to build another altar and put it here before that night. There you go. <laughs> and the chaplain's wandering off. Uh, for those of you who uh, are planning on going to the gathering that was put on Reddit, uh, Bruce and I will be passing through uh, the Louisville area on Saturday. So a bunch of guys are going to meet up with us. And uh, we're going to hang out and have some, uh, where are we going? Chicken something? Uh, yes, it's a chicken place. Yeah, so if you live uh, nearby Louisville, then uh, figure out how to get there, and we'll try to figure out how to get there, and we'll, I don't know, do something. Must if you come meet us, we'll tell you where we're from. The, uh, yeah. The, uh, Must the, the, the meeting place is on our subreddit. Yeah. Uh, the state I live in has our deer season going on, and so it was either do a Masonic thing or go deer hunting. So I'm going deer hunting. Hmm. Yeah. I think this thing's at like 4 p.m. If you're out on the road, aren't you like traveling Saturday? You could just swing by. At 4 p.m. on Saturday, I'm going to be 20 feet high up in a tree hiding from the deer. Who can apparently climb trees now? You're still you, hunting you, that you late? You know, bear can climb trees because they have claws. Deers just have hooves. Like, how, how could they even climb anything? The deer well, couldn't climb, like, maybe a ladder. You laugh. We had a member of our lodge that we almost lost because a deer climbed a tree and sawed off a branch and dropped it on his head. What? That's a true story. What, yeah. uh, no. What, what do you mean sawed off a branch? That the, sounds like a cartoon. It, it was very cartoonish, yes. The patriarch of uh, this here lodge, like the patriarch. Yeah. The one that's still living. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one. So he had to be helivacked from the woods because he was four-wheeling and a limb fell and cracked him on the head Okay. Uh, a few years back. And so the story is he's such an avid deer hunter. You know, he supplies our, like, venison barbecue all the time. Right, right, right. Uh, that the deer in that area where he hunted had conspired to climb up a tree and saw the limb off as he rode under it. Hmm. Sounds like some wily coyote stuff. Yes. Uh, that story was going around the lodge for a long time uh, after we found out that he was going to live and whatnot, of course. You know, it just, um, it just occurred to me, there's a lot of deer camps that have lots of people out in the bat places. I wonder if there's any Masonic deer camps. Almost like a, a hunting lodge for Masons. Yeah. Actually, the reason I became a Mason was I was hunting with a couple of gentlemen on a hunting lease, and I wasn't part of the lease. They were. And um, I got invited to come hunt on that lease, and I met these two gentlemen and got to know them real well, and that's, they're the ones that actually signed my petition. 
So, so I became a Mason through Masons that I, that I met at the hunting lodge. Those two were both subsequently expelled. Well, you know what was funny, though, is right after I became a Mason, I was able to actually get be a part or a member of that hunting lease. Uh, and so I never was able to before. So the two don't correspond. It was just pure luck, but that's kind of the way it happened. Sure. So. Yeah, okay. We all know that there's a Masonic Lodge that's also a hunting lodge near here. Hmm. Yes. They have a club. Yeah, he's not. Or, he's not well, Yeah, that's true. But the, but these two members weren't members of that lodge. They were members of the of another lodge that's out in the western part of our district. Fair enough. Or county. Although it doesn't get much more west in Pennsylvania than us. This is in western Pennsylvania. Yes, we are western Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> Why is that um, funny? I don't know. I'm. Uh, it's been a long, long day, gentlemen. Because if anybody has figured it out by now where we're at, they're more clueless than the angry chaplain. That's why. <laughs> so Bruce, uh, or a Pakistani Hindu, a Pakistani Hindu. Wait, I don't know if that makes you clueless. You know what? We're we're just gonna we're just gonna get off of that <laughs> one. Because, um, there's there's no way to to make that okay. Uh, in other news, since we last met, the uh, Grand Lodge of Alabama convened. Okay. Anything come out of there of note? Uh, nothing with regards to Prince Hall recognition or uh, special aprons for the homosex among us. Um, Neither of those things really surprised me. Nope. Nope. Uh, I haven't really heard about anything special. Uh, if Brother Hodap would return my emails, maybe he knows. Hmm. But you know, that's not you know, like bad. I have all the fan fanboys that like blow up my email all the time. Well, Hodap has some, and I'm one of them. And hmm. I just blow up email, and he ignores it. It's it's kind of karma for the emails I don't respond to. I was gonna say that sounds like you and everybody ever who emails you. You know, that's not yes. a, and calls that's you. That's not a bad idea. Why don't we allow homosexes in? But give them a different apron. That way, we can know, you know, to help pr protect ourselves. Well, um, our jurisdiction has no prohibitions on homosexuals, and if you have noticed, uh, somebody in our lodge does have a special apron. Oh, the sagging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Although he is married with children, I don't. I don't really know what that says, but. Uh, some people have special aprons. Some people are gay. Whether or not they're the same group of people uh, in our lodge, I don't know. Okay. Plus, special aprons would, would cause a lot of logistical issues. What if we just made them wear them in a certain way? With the, like, maybe with the flap, like, pointing up instead of... Like, straight out? Down? If, no, I was just thinking up. You know, that may not be a bad idea... Can you imagine, like, the flair that some of the aprons would have and, the, and all that? That, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> so much for clean and unspotted before the world, Tony. <laughs> Although, um, there's a thing in traditional observance lodges, at least uh, the wannabe T.O. Lodge that I'm a part of, where everybody keeps their apron anything but clean and unspotted, and they're all painted with fancy things that you have to start a conversation about to... Uh, it's almost like tattoos for your apron. Oh, did y'all see the thing on Facebook? 
it was one of the Masonic Facebook groups, and somebody had made a really neat looking apron, but it was an American flag apron. Oh no! Did you see that? No, did you no, I'm glad it? I didn't see it. I might have been whispering some good counsel upside someone's head. Uh-huh. Well, it created quite an uproar in this Facebook group. About half the people were saying, what an awesome apron, where can I get one? And the other half were saying, that's disrespectful. It's even against the flag code to do that. It's, it's against you know, the flag code. It's against Masonic code. It's against the moral like, code. Like it dishonors both code. of us. It's, it's dishonor to style to the flag, to the apron, to Masonic tradition, to the individual wearing it, to... to but to some art. people think it... But some people would just see it as, as supporting their national nationalism or their patriotism. Yes. I support the flag, so I cover my penis with it. Oh, how disrespectful would that be if you had to go to the men's room? You know what happens when you go to the men's room when you got your apron on. No, so. no I, I don't actually know. I usually take it off. Some or of us around. Not all of us extend past the bottom of the apron, and so we have to lift it up. And sometimes there's splashback, you, and that's you, why you, I, I bring my own apron from home. Can, can you not like hold it out of the way, out of the line of fire? There's it takes two hands to handle that stuff. Look at Tony; he's a big guy. There's splashback. That's why we have to raise the seat because we dribble and stuff. That's why you. That's why women make us raise the seat on the toilet. So. I just thought it's because I had bad aim. Oh, and can we do something? This country needs to make a law against stuff that you put on toilet seats. My wife put a snowman on the toilet seat, and the the lid of it is like the snow part of the belly of the snowman and stuff, and it looks really neat. But when you raise the lid of the toilet, it won't stay up. And so now you've got like this yoga move going on when you're trying to hold the lid up at the same time, hold everything up. At the same time, you're trying to get everything in position, and so you're doing this little jiggle dance trying to go Let pee. me solve that for you, Tony. Let it accidentally fall down one time, pee on the snowman, and it will be thrown away. Mm. I, found out how to, I found out how to make my wife mad. What I do is I... Do what I, I just said? No. <clears throat> pee on the snowman? Yeah. Don't Let's talk you more cookie. That usually works for mine. <laughs> so what I do is I always put the lid down, too. When I put the seat down, don't just put the seat down. Put the lid down, too. That makes them have to raise it up and down all the time. That works. That's, that's you know, that's problem. all fun now. You're a very passive-aggressive person, Tony. You're, you're old enough to do that. My problem is if I left the seat up, my daughter would fall in. So I have, like, a whole new motivation. <laughs> so I don't hear her screaming and running there to find her stuck in the toilet. <laughs> which I saw in a movie somewhere and then I was terrified. So then I immediately ran to double check that the seat was down. Is there a special like smaller seat you set in the normal seat for her? Or she just yes. uses the regular one. No, there's like a, there's like there a, you go. just leave that in yeah. and then your wife has to move that anyway. That's I think that gets to Tony. Kind of cute. She got like a little plastic step ladder and then a special seat cover. And so she climbs up the ladder and sits on the special seat. Hmm. If you want luxury, when you go to the restroom at a, like a restaurant or a, at a grocery store or wherever, um, department store, go into the handicap stalls. Some of them are pretty nice. Um, and you want to do your business pretty quick because if you hear the wheels rolling in or something, you don't want to be caught in there and coming out while 
No, the fine for parking in a handicapped spot is uh, rather extraordinary. Yeah. So, um, but those seats are actually higher up, a lot of them. And so it's easier for a tall guy like me. You don't have to get down in that little squatty position. You just kind of, you just kind of lean back a little bit. And you're there. But that is the that is the ultimate uh, position to be in there, Tony. That's uh. They have squatty. to be. They have to be at least two inches higher than than the normal. They also have to be uh, a certain distance further from the wall. Oh right, because uh, Bruce is uh, the appraiser's apprentice. So. <laughs> That you were all familiar with the ADA. And I'm, I'm just saying, like, there are actual specific rules that those toilets have to fit, and yeah, they, they do have to be higher. You know, two inches makes a lot of difference. So. I agree, Tony. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, geez, guys. So, uh, speaking of, of government regulation, Bruce, uh, this one you would appreciate. Um, I read today that the Transportation Commission has finalized the new rules about uh, starting in 2019 all quiet hybrid or electric vehicles uh, will be required to make noise of some kind so that distracted pedestrians, yeah, <laughs> distracted pedestrians have them sneaking up on them and being <laughs> now, Of course, my thought on the matter is more stupid government regulations, right? Like if the car's not going fast enough for you to hear it, it's probably not going fast enough to hurt you. Um, but I did think, how cool would it be if you could have one of those cars and put your own, uh, like, soundtrack in or whatever? So then I could, when I'm going that slow, I could play, like, the Jaws theme music. That would get people's <laughs> attention. I feel like uh, Elon like, Musk is going to fight this. Yeah, I mean, part of the whole cool factor is that, like, ninja car, right? The one that goes from zero to 60 and, you know, zero time and... And, like, you're still flying past the... the roaring v10 next to you that is is setting off car alarms and you're making zero noise yes yes it's like the ninja car i mean that's got its own cool factor to it they should have a little bicycle bell that they put on if they do anything the worst thing they ever did to the vehicles is when they no vehicle even my truck my big trump truck does not have a manly horn anymore everything that you honk the horn on is a beep beep it's there's no fear factor. You can't you can't flip off somebody that just cut you off by going beep beep. I thought you had that one installed that played the few notes of Dixie. So I'm thinking about it. He got the he got the trumpet looking thing installed on the top of the Trump truck where he has to <laughs> yes. pull the cord to the air horn. No, I read that and I uh, I just thought that was one of the most ridiculous things I've I've ever heard. But then I remembered it's government, so this is a nationwide thing. Uh, as I understand, yes, uh, starting with 2019 models. Huh. I don't know what the noise will be. And I mean, I... I that is, that is of, hilarious. So they're going to have to find some way to produce an extra noise. Yeah. I kind of get where they're coming from slightly, but uh, again, like if you've ever been downtown when... Uh, like I, I've had that happen where a car you just didn't hear was coming up behind you, but then it's like, oh crap, there's a car. Like, because it, right. it wasn't, if it was going any faster than that, in other words, fast enough to hurt you, you would hear like tire noise or, or something. Uh, even if it's not the engine, like you're going to hear something moving quickly. You could hear a bicycle moving. Right. If you're going to do that, what about for people that are hard of hearing? You should also have to put a strobe light on the top of it that flashes as you're going down the road. Exactly. Well, was, what about, what yeah, about deaf people? The joke somebody at work That's made. Nothing for them. You have to have somebody sitting on the hood signing beep. <laughs> <laughs> or vroom. Yeah. 
uh, no, it's it's. Then somebody mentioned that they uh, they want to take their Prius and get like the sound from a you know V10 <laughs> forever ago just to mess with people. We'll see how that works out. I feel like it's going to be fought in court and in the administrative system for a while. So, uh, but as of today, 2019 is is the uh, the model year to look for. Hmm. I get a Prius that makes funny noises. It's very interesting. Might, yeah. might have to follow that. We learned some things on the podcast. Yeah, because your car uh, will be affected deeply. Oh yeah. Don't they put like special noise in those Mustangs on the inside so they sound like they're making more noise than they are? The the uh, the um, the really expensive ones, like the Shelby's, <laughs> they do that. They well they, they don't they don't create noise. They put special pipes that go from the engine compartment to the inside that like channel some of that noise in that just blows my mind but that's half the fun of owning that car dude well yeah but i mean can you just like roll the window down or something uh, i don't know i don't know sometimes i do that in my car it gets obnoxiously loud but only when you're on the interstate where everything's obnoxiously loud anyway so yeah unless you're stuck in traffic for two hours yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't think about that. I could have just read my engine. No, we got out. Like people were getting out of their cars and like meet. It was like a meet and greet on the interstate. Uh, it was kind of interesting, except it was cold. Because you know, if you're sitting there that long, why not? People got out and sat on the guardrail. Nice. With other people. Was, uh, Did anybody just say screw it and park their car and just walk towards wherever they were going? No. A la no, Michael Douglas right. and falling down. I've always thought about when I get in traffic jams and stuff that this would be an awesome place to own a food truck um, or like an ice cream truck. You know, on a real hot day, you're stuck in standstill traffic for a big accident or something up the road. How awesome would it be to own an ice cream truck? And you're just going to make hey, you're just going to turn your your you're going to turn your music on and everything, and you're going to make bank. Or you're going to get shot for turning that music on. And yeah, but but that's what you should do. If I, if you owned a food truck, you ought to just listen to the radio scanner, and when you hear like an accident or something, you <laughs> rush you rush there and and drive down the emergency lane at two miles yes. an hour. Yeah, yes. So here, here comes the police cruisers. Out the window, right. <laughs> here come the police cruisers with the food trucks right behind them. So. Yeah, no, it would totally work great until the cops caught you. Oh, the cops would be all over that. You give the cops a couple free. Yeah, if you got a donut truck. Donut truck. I, nice. Oh, oh. Love it. Oh. Love it. Oh, I do have a Masonic question. Yep. Y'all got to help me out with this. So I hired this new guy. We're eating dinner tonight at uh, Old Charlie's, which is what traveling salespeople do. And uh, so we're talking, and he says, those emblems on the back of your truck, what's those mean? I said, well, that means I'm a Mason. He says, well, I had a friend of mine that was a Mason up in upstate New York, just north of Pennsylvania. And, uh, and he got, and he, he, he was telling me about how he was upset because this really good friend of his never asked him to go to lodge with him. And so I was trying to explain to him about how that works and you have to ask, well, couldn't the guy have given me a hint? And I was like, yeah, he could have hinted to you, or he could have at least told you how it worked. But this guy seemed like he was truly upset over his friend not letting him know that. Um, so to what extent do you hint that you have to ask? 
where do you cross the line? Well, like, you know, uh, when you go up and say, hey, if you want to be a Mason, you know you got to ask me. Well, that's real close to recruiting. Well, I mean, that's what those to be one, ask one stickers are, right? Yeah, I guess. That's the same thing. The, the, uh, the other hard part, how do you describe somebody what the Tyler's job is? Because I got to talking to him about how what, he wanted to know what Masons are. He, didn't, he truly didn't know really what we do and all that. And we got to talking, and somewhere or another, the Tyler's job, I was telling about there's a guy that sits outside a lodge that doesn't let anybody in the lodge. And so his question was, so, well, but this, he said, so you make this guy sit outside of lodge. And I was like, yeah. Well, he chooses to. But, but is he a member to. of your lodge? Does he get to come in? And I'm like, no, he sits outside the lodge. Does it, they keep anybody from, well, do y'all not like this guy? No, we like the guy. Okay. Well, he's a, he's that, a valued member. That depends on the lodge. A lot of lodges, the Tyler's job is the job of the junior pass master. Like the progressive line ends outside the door. Okay. Um. <laughs> but trying to explain to a profane what, how that works, and you could just tell he's like, so you make the guy sit outside. <laughs> you don't let it's him like come out. Yeah. And, and we, had, we were talking about the brother we talked about last week that had passed away. He was Tyler for like 20 years. Well, how did he even know what was going on? You know, if he doesn't come inside the lodge and trying to explain that to somebody that doesn't know. And he's, you know, a 30 year past master and really just doesn't care anymore. (laughs) What's happening in there? Well, how many lodges have the Tyler? Because I know ours have done it. They tile the lodge. But then when you go to knock, there's always this long wait because the Tyler has actually went back to the room to where we have dinner at. And he's in there eating or he's making his sandwiches. He's got the. He's got the, the basketball game on the TV, and he's munching yeah, on their right, stuff. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. You can, right. always tell what, you can always tell because there's that long pause after the knocks. <laughs> You're like, where's yes. the Tyler? Meanwhile, there's another door to the building between him and the lodge door that's open. Yeah. 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 That's about how it goes around here. I've heard that there are some grand jurisdictions where it's common practice to hire your Tyler uh, as a brother from another lodge. And you like pay it. him to be your Tyler. Like, I don't know, 20 bucks a meeting or something. Yeah, we've talked about that on here before uh, as the uh, one of the ways that old lodges used to operate. They used to all do that. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool way of doing it. And you get an opportunity to you know, give a brother a, a once-a-week job or something. Well, my understanding is some lodges used to pay the secretary and treasurer. Hmm. Yeah, they still do. Uh, a lot of lodges still do, just not ours. Um, it's, all, it's on the books to be paid. It's just never been paid. If we ever had to catch up, those uh, it's, past- it's paid now. Okay, good. We we I take my salary every year, and I make a point of doing it, even though it doesn't even cover half of what I spent on postage during the year. I, I take it out of principle. Um, although I was visiting uh, in my years as a Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa. Uh, a very old lodge in our district, and I happened to be there the night that they were uh, re- the secretary's annual report, and then he requested his salary be paid. This guy makes twenty-five bucks a meeting, plus five wow. percent of all dues collected. Holy crap! Plus reimbursals for all of his postage and office expenses, etc. I could I could do with something like that. Just. Hint, hint, worshipful to be, soon to be. Yeah, uh, I'll take that up with the craft. 
but you know that opens up a whole new bag of worms. In order to do that, we'd have to raise dues, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, you raise dues by five percent. Kind of like how the sheriff's office works, right? Like I'm the I'm the lodge sheriff. I I collect your taxes and I keep a portion. Next year, my plan, is this a really big lodge? Uh, it's about the same size. It's actually a little smaller than ours membership wise, but it's very very old. So. Old lodges, the ones that are still around, tend to have Old rules more money. Like that. Not uh, always true, but they tend true. to have a lot more money because they've banked money from a long time ago, and compounding interest is is an old lodge's friend. Especially if they invested a bunch of money, you know, in the like '30s after the stock market crash, which is, I think, what this particular lodge did. Got it. So, yep. Just for the next year's master's um, knowledge, is I plan on asking for a secret ballot on every vote we make. When somebody makes a motion to pay the bills, I'm going to ask for a secret ballot. Just to screw up the next master. You would be out of order. Can I not demand a secret ballot on any vote? You can request one. And the new master coming in is kind of weak need, so he's going to give it to me. I think it's going to be funny. Oh, he's going to give it to you, all right. <laughs> you haven't seen the special chair he's got made. The, the chaplain's chair. It's nice and cushy. <laughs> it's located outside in the new shed that, we're, that we talked about for three hours we're going to build. Oh, God, that meeting. Uh, <laughs> hey, we uh, we, you know. Blew most of our social club's money that night, so that was fun. Yeah, we bankrupted the social club. Oh, that I was also telling this new guy that was asking questions. He goes, "Well, what do you do at your meetings?" And I tried to make it as interesting as possible, but well, we read. You the like minutes. goats? <laughs> we read the minutes. We pay the bills. We deal with any lodge business, such as do we have enough money to pay the bills? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is that is all too true in too many lodges, uh, sometimes ours, uh, where it seems like the sole purpose of being a mason and having a lodge is to continue being a mason and having a lodge. But isn't that the purpose overall? Yeah. Well, to make new masons and carry our craft into the next generation, yes. We're kind of like a virus. We're kind of fixated on producing the next generation and... Surviving, yeah. How about we don't make new masons, but we get the existing masons to come to lodge? Yeah, good luck with that. I mean, uh, that's so. You're you're a preacher, man, so you know how that works. You go and you ask them why they're not coming to lodge, and then they say something stupid like, you know, nobody, I don't feel welcome. So then you build welcoming committees and get gift packages and all of that. And then they're still not coming, and you go ask them, and it's like, well, you know, it's too cold or too hot, so you go and get the climate control system replaced, make it real nice. Then they're still not coming, and then you go ask them, and they well, well, the seats are too hard, and I'm just not comfortable. So then you get new seats installed with plus cushions, and it, it, it's it, it's not like an old Baptist uh, metaphor I seem to have heard when I was younger. Like it, it they're not coming because they want to come. Unless there's some health issue or something, in which case they can't. But for most of our brothers who aren't here, it's just because they choose not to be here. 
unless you have a meeting on something they don't like. Then I'll, oh, yeah, then then I'll show they're very active. Uh, they show up by the bus load. Like there's like buses that say DNC on the side when we talk about raising dues and they just pull in and old guys jump out. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm a little disengaged right now. You told me to pull up Google Earth and I'm actually seeing this map. I'm scanning on it and I'm learning where everything's at. I did not realize. You know, Iraq is like right next to Israel. Yes, I. I did yes. you know Pakistan? It's like right next to India. <laughs> I'm not, Those I'm two are lie. touching each other. I'm not going to lie on this. I'm, I'm moving my map around, and I don't know if you can hear me clicking or not, but I haven't found it yet. I'm trying to find Pakistan and Israel, or India. Well, there's your problem. Yes. I'm in, I'm in Africa right now. No, you're, you're too If you too seriously far. can't find India on a map. I seriously cannot find it. I found Libya. There's Libya. Yep, yeah, yeah, close enough. <laughs> and Libya there's... is like right next to Chad. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a Lake oh Chad. God. This is this is too much fun. Where the hell is India? Like like he's messing with us, Harlan, right? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, I'm in like, Turkey. Like seriously? Go. Where are you? I'm in Turkey. So go east. You're you're headed the right way. Keep going. China. Tehran, China, Pakistan, and then go like, south. Pakistan is like right next door to Afghanistan. I see it now. Mm. All of the stands are next to the other stands. Especially that one at the top, which is my personal favorite stand. Well, all, all the little towns or countries or whatever in India, you can't say their names. Madhya Pradesh. Mm. It's more, more fun when you look at a you put an overlay on that map of countries that have nuclear armaments. Uh-huh. Yeah. Most of the bold red color is between India and Pakistan. Really? That's why them hating so each other so much is alarming to the rest of the world because they're both nuked up. Yes. That's a, that's a thing. Who doesn't have nuclear now? Pretty much everybody's got nuclear. Uh, all of the stands... All the stands do have or don't have? Don't Well, except for Pakistan. The rest of them are nucleus as far as we know. Although Bruce has been selling some smoke detectors in large quantities to some guy in Uzbekistan. Um, won't tell me what that's about, but... Smoke detectors. Yes. <laughs> oh, that, uh, the, the nuclear Boy Scout uh, also died this week. You remember that guy from the 90s? No. The, the guy that was building a nuclear reactor, like on the farm, out in the shed. Uh, and then the EPA got a hold of him, and there was, like, gross amounts of just terrible radiation that he was, he was like, cracking open smoke detectors and shaving off the, uh, what's that called, Americanum or something like that, uh, off of uh, other, like, household appliances and gathering all this radioactive material. And the EPA shut him down pretty quick. And he went on to become an Eagle Scout and later died of what can only be termed radiation poisoning like 20 years later. How would the EPA find out about something like that if you just find a bunch of smoke detectors? I imagine if you're walking around his, his area of the country with a Geiger counter, it would have lit up like a Christmas tree. Do you think they have planes flying overhead that can detect that? I don't know. I don't actually know how he got found out. I just remember reading the story and... 
<laughs> but a glowing example for the rest of us budding engineers he was. Huh. Glowing. Glowing, yes. yeah. Thanks. I, I tried uh, real hard. Uh, 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 glowing. Yeah. Tony got it. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, how's your tour of the world going there, Tony? Um, I'm going to have to get out of India because you can't pronounce any of their names, and I've never heard of my, Delhi. 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 Yeah. Delhi. If you, uh, if you keep going east. Delhi. Keep going east to find the, uh, the Bering Strait. And so uh, on the Alaska side of that is uh, Sarah Palin's house. Alaska? There's no – I see the Bay of Bengal. There's no Bering Strait. There's the South China Sea. If you South China – where are you – oh. I, I said east. Yeah, I'm so you have the Pacific, and the northern Pacific is also known as the Bering Sea – Sometimes Google Earth will screw with you because it turns the thing, and so you think you're going east, but you're actually going south. And I think that's what Just I did. Go more east. Always go west to east. <laughs> uh, this is what the show has become. I don't think there's anything constructive to be done with this. No, nothing. Um, you know what, though? Americans need to learn more about the world so that we, when we hear about this stuff we know what we're talking about we think middle east is all in one little section you know so when when you say that for a, a, let's say example you mean the difference between a country and religion <laughs> exactly but there's no that, country that, called hindu that, right well you know we complain about how come we didn't just go over there and just make a parking lot out of afghanistan when we got mad at them does anybody know how big afghanistan is it takes it's, a, it's uh, about a lot the of size land of New England. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's got quite a bit of landmass to it. Uh, Not as big as Kazakhstan. My favorite of the stands. Have I said that already? Uh, yes, I have. You have not. And if you zoom all the way out, we become a little bitty dot, and it shows like stars and stuff. It has the star thing on it. What? Never mind, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, I all right. Okay, I'm sorry. Bruce, you got any uh, big plans this week? No, man. Just uh, another week in paradise. Mailman's paradise? Yeah. I feel like there's well, a although I, I do have to say, like, it's starting to get cold and the parcels are starting to, like, triple. So, oh, yes. Next it is a, six, seven weeks or so are going to really suck. It is a dark time for you guys. I always forget about that. Literally. Not bright. Dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Bruce, help me out. Okay. How come if I order like a watch band or a pair of socks, it comes in a four foot by four foot square box? Who'd you order from? Amazon most of the time. But no, some of the packing is like atrocious. Now, can you do something about that? Well, um, let me let me answer your first question. The the smallest three boxes they have, your watch band was probably too thick, because those boxes are only like maybe two inches. And if that came in a case of some kind, it was probably too thick to fit in that. Too thick to fit in that. And the second part of my question is can you do something about, you know, a lot of times you buy something electronic, they put it in this hard plastic case that it takes a nuclear bomb to open. Mm -hmm. Could you talk to somebody about that? Fortunately, we have them. Um, 
Uh, no, I, I don't need to, actually. As it turns out, uh, Trump is going to do away with all those hard plastic cases. That's what I heard, too. Do away with the hard plastic. What's that got to do with anything? He's going to make shipping great again. You said... Damn. <laughs> Just stole my thunder, Harlan. He said, uh, <laughs> you said the hard plastic cases that you need a nuclear bomb to open. Yeah. He's doing away <laughs> with those. Because uh, <laughs> uh, they come from China, and he's going to nuke China. China? Yeah. But seriously, have you? Have, I guarantee you everybody listening to this, if there's still anybody listening, um, that – There's not. That every one of them, every one of us have cut our hand and drew blood trying to open up something, usually a pair of scissors, out of one of those plastic yeah. enclosures they put them in. So one day and you can't open it up because your scissors are in the case, and so you're, they, you're they, like, well, they do I make a, a special thing you can buy for that now. It's like ten or fifteen dollars, but it's like a, it's a plastic hook thing, and it's got a metal blade like inside of it. You can open those real easy. And so I bet when, when you buy it, it comes in a plastic case, and so you're still in a catch-22 <laughs> mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. You there's can a, look there's at a little it. note on the front that says, this is your last one, enjoy it, or something like that. <laughs> the Don is going to cut his hand opening a Christmas gift one day, and then, well, there goes China. China. Yep. Uh, uh, I can uh, see my house. I can see my house from here. If you from zoom in closer, you might be able to see yourself. Huh. That's really neat. Just find out where you were whenever that was taken. You really like this kind of stuff, Tony. There's a show on the, the Science Channel called uh, What on Earth. And it's a whole show about like weird shit that people find on, on like Google satellites and whatnot. And, uh, and then explaining what really happened. Uh, in one episode, like uh, these people discovered a murder because they found like the trail of blood down the boat dock from just surfing around Google Maps. Oh wow! Well, yeah, so to, to check be, that out if they have that channel in your hotel. It'll be on tonight. It's on every night. Well, the point I want to make is everybody is is so divided. You know, if you're divided, if if, if you if you don't have a black friend, go try to find a black friend. <laughs> No, I'm, no I'm not, don't wear a safety not really. pin. Because God, those are douchebags. Seriously, I've thought about wearing a safety pin. Don't do that. You're better than that. Why? Why not to show that I'm a safe spot? I have my own. You, you could show that you're a, a, a decent human being by being a decent human being and not wearing a damn safety pin. Seriously? Those are all over my office, and it was so hard for me not to laugh at people that I used to take seriously. Who are now running around with a safety pin? Okay, I, I won't do it then. But no, and I don't mean that in a funny way. If you don't have a black friend, go try to find a black friend. If you don't have a gay friend, go try to find a gay friend. If you don't, like, like you, a fashion accessory. Yeah, um, you're making fun of it. You know what? Fear, fear causes racism. Fear causes us to have problems with one another. If you don't have a Jewish friend, go find a Jewish friend. I've got one. Um, and, and then, then you can, and then you can tell everybody, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. I'm not racist. I've got a Jewish friend or whatever. But no, that always works. If, if you'll, if you'll, I, I think if you'll actually listen to people instead of making blanket judgments about people, even about Masons, if you don't have a Mason friend, of course, this is the wrong podcast for that. But go find a Mason friend, and you'll find out that most of us all want the same thing. We're all humans. And 
we all just want to get through this world. President Trump is declaring November 15th as Hugga Freemason Day. If you don't have a Republican friend, go find a Republican friend and talk to him. And I bet you there's not as much difference between Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, and all of it, that we all want the same things. And so we need to quit dividing each other and try to start working together and being Masons and making it universal and that you know, all men are, are on the level. But what about the women? Are we subjugating here, here. again? Because that's why I voted for Trump. Um, women are having a hard time. A lot of the women I know right now, seriously, they're still having a hard time. Yes, my wife is one of them, and it is driving me a little, a little mad with how wound up she is getting with all this. Yeah, and just guys, it's not the end of the world either way. No matter what would have happened, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, all the promises that Trump made, if you'll listen, you'll find out that they're backtracking off a lot of them. If Hillary Clinton had won the race, I guarantee you they'd be backtracking off of their promises right now. I didn't really mean that. I know that she made any promises. Uh, didn't she have a slogan, or did she have a slogan? Yeah, I'm with her. Vote for me because I'm a woman. Yeah. Look, I, I have girly that. parts. Yeah, that, that written. Uh, it's my turn. Oh, wait, that wasn't a slogan, but... Uh, it was a common phrase. Yeah. So anyway, l let's let's be Masons and let's actually unite the world rather than dividing the world and everybody go out and try to do good yeah. this week is what we're supposed to do. So that's well, all I got. Those of, us, those of us in the inner, inner circle of Masonry prefer to have people divided. They're easier to control. Don't you listen to Alex Jones at all? That's the Illuminati. You have to be a high enough Mason to be in the Illuminati. Yes. Uh, I get pretty high sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're taking my stick now. <sighs> yeah, it's it's exhaustion setting in. Uh, Bruce, I tried to put a bullet in this dog like 10 minutes ago. Can I mm -hmm. do it now? Tony just won't die. Try it again. <laughs> it's like the zombies. He's like the deer climbing the tree. Well, I tried to hit him in the head. Maybe you have to hit him in the nose. I, I, I don't know. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's it. No big plans this week, Tony. Um, I'll be traveling from Jackson, Mississippi, back to Memphis, Tennessee, and then I'll be traveling back to my hometown of Pennsylvania on Friday. So you're going to Jackson. Just a, I sing that song every time I come here, but <laughs> I do. I've actually recorded that song and send it send it to my wife every time I come here. I text it to her. <laughs> All right. She gets a she gets a kick out of it. <laughs> well, every uh, time. Okay. Marlon, you got any plans this week? Uh, I don't, other than trying to uh, make sure that our special guest shows up next week. Um, yes, we have lodge this weekend. Also, yes, which is going to be good fun. I'm looking forward to uh, oh the meeting with uh, the guys in Louis Town uh, on Saturday. Yes, that will be uh, fun as well. So. Until then, uh, thanks for listening to episode 147 of the After Lodge podcast. Find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail. There's a phone number in the show notes. None of us remember what it is because they don't have to call us. And it's funny. I'm going um, maybe we'll find some way to clip it into our new YouTube yeah, thing. I'm going. 
Uh, you can hang out with us on IRC, which if you didn't learn anything last week, uh, it's a place that you need to be if you're not already at irc.snoonet.org. Channels pound sign Freemasonry. And of course, the best place to find us, as always, is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So until next week, brothers, I don't have anything catchy to say here. Bye. I'm with her. Have a good week. <laughs> and I'm going to snowball, Jackson. See if I can When I breeze into that city People gonna stoop and bow All them women gonna make me Teach them what they don't know how I'm going to Jackson You turn loose of my coat Cause I'm going to Jackson Goodbye, that's all Yeah, we're going to Jackson. Ain't never come.